Hey, y'all, welcome back to the Late Night Vision Show. This is episode number 180. My name is Jason, owner of Outdoor Legacy. And as always, I've got my partner in crime, Mr. Hans from the Hans East Texas YouTube channel. What's going on tonight, buddy? Man, it is uh, it's it is a good day to be alive in the night vision and thermal world. Uh, we we've got a a a really good review uh, to share with y'all today on episode one eighty. We are only twenty episodes away, twenty weeks away from our two hundredth show. It just seems like we were taping the hundredth show not that long ago. But we we've got a great review, and I'm I'm a. Uh, Really, there's a lot of people that have been asking about this scope we're going to be talking about here. I'll let you introduce the scope here in a little bit, but um, it, it is a very, very notable uh, scope for many reasons. But it is a lot of it has to do with price point and and where it's at and the quality of the image. So I'll let you introduce it and we'll jump into it. People it? make better sense of what we're talking about here. <laughs> And I want to go ahead and give the pre-warning that um, if if Hans and and I to some extent sound like we're recording this while we're holding our nose, uh, it's because we've both been fighting some kind oh, yeah. of sinus allergy junk. Uh, I, I don't think yeah. either of us uh, are are down with the the COVID, but we're both just no. been fighting sore throats and and both of us were on mowers. And, yeah, both of us have been on mowers and tractors lately, and I ate about a, exactly. two pounds of dust yesterday on a on a oh, mower. So dying. I, I was, but yeah, I was bush hogging. Yeah, getting ready for deer season on Friday, and man, I'm telling you, eating dust. All right, let's yeah. get into the show, though. Uh, this is going to be an exciting review. This scope is going to be the AGM Rattler TS35640. Now, a lot of times people hear these model names and numbers, and they're long, and they're going, I don't even know what no. all this means. Sometimes they don't mean anything, <laughs> but with AGMs, they do mean something. So I want to just explain it, and it will help you remember it when you're looking at this scope later. So uh, AGM is the brand. Rattler is the model. TS stands for Thermal Scope. So when you look at an AGM monocular, it'll be a TM, Thermal Monocular. Mm -hmm. So now you know TS 35, this is a 35 millimeter objective lens unit, and 640 is the resolution. So AGM Rattler TS35 640, uh, this scope, I've got it right here. I'm going to be holding it up, and uh, I'll be talking about it, uh, well, Hans will be talking about it here in a second, and I'll do some, you know, walk around here holding it uh, while he's doing that. But this scope is uh, something new to the thermal industry, something we've never reviewed exactly like this before. And I'm going to tell you why. This is a 640 high resolution thermal scope, beautiful image quality, focusable objective lens, all that stuff. And the price is $3,999. Oh, so this crazy. is a basically yeah. a $4,000 uh, you know, thermal 640 high resolution. We haven't seen one like this before. So you're exactly right. And that's what the, this is why I said it's a great day in the thermal night vision world, because this is what people have been waiting for. And, and to them, you know, this is the prices coming down, but 
uh, it, it not necessarily prices aren't necessarily coming down. There's a lot more options and and features that are coming out. But for AGM to come out with this, I have talked to people. And before we jump right into it, <laughs> if you are interested in night vision thermal optics, uh, give me or Jason a call because I've I've been talking to people all day long about this today. But eight seven seven three five zero one eight one eight outdoorlegacygear.com. Guys have been calling me that are thinking about oh that you know we've had multiple conversations that were either talking about other scopes that were 384 resolutions or even had orders on hold or, or waiting for their 384 resolution scope to come in that have called me and said Hans why would I not just pay a few hundred dollars more or five or four or five hundred dollars more and get a 640 resolution scope and I'm like, well, I can't argue with you on that. You know, there's no argument, no legitimate argument with that. So this is this is a great day uh, for our industry, for the consumer. I mean, no doubt uh, this has brought in, uh, and this I think will usher in more manufacturers to to do this as well. So I'll let you get into the talk about some of the other the stuff that they're coming out with. But but yeah, it's a it's a yeah. great day. It is, and I, I'm not going to go off too deep. I don't want to get off into the specs of this, and um, Hans is going to go over some of that. But I do want to say that this model is their 39.99 unit. It is a two-power base magnification. They have another unit that will be here very soon, uh, most likely within a few days of us publishing this uh, podcast, which is you know mid-October. Uh, of 2021 there will be the secondary model to this which is going to be the agm rattler ts 50 640 mm -hmm. uh, it's going to be a two and a half power model be just like this 50 millimeter lens um, and it's going to be 44.99 or mm -hmm. 95 basically yep. 4500 bucks right. and so uh, hans and i have had both of these units we've been using them um, we're actually able to see these 640 units back a couple months ago when they just first uh, got the unit into the U.S. Um, we had the chance to, to take a quick look at it and, and see what we think, and um, I got out in the field with it. So we have had these. We've been playing with them. And uh, if, if you're familiar with the AGM Rattlers, which a lot of people are because they've had their 384 by 288 resolution units out uh, all year. They've been super popular. And if you're familiar with that, then this is going to be an easy uh, mm -hmm. review for you. You know what it is. It is just an upgraded unit uh, from those. So anyway, mm -hmm. AGM is moving. They're shaking. Uh, they're committed to, uh, you know, bringing mm -hmm. in better optics, better pricing, and uh, they've done it, and we really like this unit. So I, I want to keep talking about it, but I know that, that Hans has a list of things he's going to go over. <laughs> I do. So I'm going to let do. him do that and, and start talking about it. And while he's doing that, uh, I'm going to go ahead and hold this thing up and just yeah. kind of give you uh, a, a little bit of show you. And then when, when I tell you what, I tell you what I'll do, Hans. I'll let you read those. And then when mm -hmm. you're done, I'll kind of do a little walk around of it. So you, you go ahead. That way it won't be confusing. I don't want people to not hear your specs. So go ahead and do uh -huh. those. I know that's the most important part of this review. People want to know what, what they're getting here, but uh, right. people might might also see over my shoulder. I've got one mounted on a rifle. Uh, Jason drew, drew the short straw, and he had to uh, play the model for tonight to be able to show the scope as we run down these specs. But so I wrote them down. I've got them typed out. I checked with the boss to make sure all these were correct, and he said yes. He's, he blessed them and said that these are 
uh, legit so, to read. So, I'm so that means if they're wrong, you just blamed it all on me. Exactly. The boss. <laughs> the boss. Exactly. That's right. That's um, right. Okay. So the resolution, 640 by 512 resolution, 12 micron. So it is a 12 micron unit, 50 hertz refresh rate. It's got, a, like Jason said, a 35 millimeter uh, objective lens, and it is focusable. So you can focus that objective lens. It starts out on two power and goes up to 16 power, which makes it an eight times digital zoom. It's got four different color palettes. Uh, five different reticle types does have picture in picture display. A lot of people say, Hey, on the video, when y'all show picture in picture, it doesn't have the reticle in the video uh, of that little picture in picture box. I promise you folks, there is a reticle in that, uh, little picture in picture box. For some reason, it doesn't make it over to the video compression or whatever, but there definitely is a reticle in the picture in picture box. Uh, it does record video, but does not record audio. So no audio. Um, as far as nuking and recalibrating the screen, they have automatic and manual mode. So, you, you know, it does have the automatic uh, refresh. The field of view is 66 feet at 100 yards. That's a, a pretty wide field of view uh, compared to some of the other scopes mm -hmm. that we've talked about in the past. Runs on two CR123 batteries. Uh, they're saying about four and, five, four and a half hours of runtime, which is uh, pretty accurate. And that is in 50, 50 degrees and over temperatures. All you boys up there in Idaho, I've talked to in Minnesota <laughs> that are negative or, you know, all the time, it's going to be less than that. And I think you already know that Th those guys, I, they, uh, they stock up on battery packs and boys up there. I talk to them a lot and they're like, Oh yeah, that's nothing new. We know what we're doing. <laughs> so you don't have to explain nothing to them. Uh, it is IP, uh, six, seven rated and it, operation, Temperatures in negative four degrees Fahrenheit all the way up to 131 degrees Fahrenheit. Weight is a very modest 1.18 ounces, <laughs> and uh, the price ounces, on it's pounds, 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 pounds yeah, not ounces. One pound, 18 <laughs> ounces. One pound, there 18 ounces. And it no, is uh, no, hang on, you've still screwed it up. Yeah, I have. It's yeah. 1.18 pounds, not one pound, 18 ounces. Oh goodness. He's right. No, you're right. I've got it. That's the way I've got it on my list is 1.18 pounds. I just, I don't want people to think they're, they're dragging around a, a, you know, anchor over here. 1.18 pounds, which is very modest. It is very small, very lightweight. Very okay. small. It's pretty much the same size as the old Rattlers. And then the price, $3,995. So sub $4,000, 640 resolution scope. Uh, and it is, it's legit. I'm just, I mean, it is a great scope. It All is. Right. Let's so, you jump into so it. So I, yeah, I'm going to jump in here real quick. I just wanted to show this scope off and uh, kind of show some of the features on this. There's one thing that I don't think is on Hans's list, and uh, I I hope he missed it here because then I can rub it in. But uh, I, I, I'm sitting here touching it, feeling it, and it is the American Defense Manufacturing mount mm -hmm. on the bottom. Oh, that's part of, of the, the likes, yeah, yeah. That's part of the likes. Okay, All yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Should, should, whatever. You're gonna blame me because I okayed the spec <laughs> list. But no, this is uh, this is an American Defense Manufacturing mount. Uh, I know there's some guys watching this going, big deal, why are you talking about the mount? First, uh, American Defense Manufacturing, huge friend of the late night vision show and the thermal industry. They make some of the highest end quick detach return to zero American made lifetime guarantee mounts out there. Did I get all that in in one breath? Mm -hmm. uh, these are great mounts. If you bought this mount separately, uh, you know, a lot of other companies, uh, for different thermals 
will have this as an optional unit and you're normally looking at about 200 bucks comes pre-attached to mm. all of the rattlers so we love that again it is quick detach it does return to zero if you uh, remove it from your rifle and put it right back in the same picatinny slot and i'm sure we'll you know mm. bring something up about these mounts again later so uh, what you're just going to see, I'm going to do this real quick. Uh, on the back of the scope, you will see this rubber eye cup. You can take this off if you don't like it, don't want it on there. Uh, next, you have a, a diopter focus. That is your eyepiece focus. So if you wear glasses or, you know, everybody's eyesight's a little bit different, you'll just twist this right here. Uh, next, you can see this is the battery cap door. Again, Hans already said it runs off of two CR123A batteries. This right here is a little rubber flap. You can barely see this. I'm going to try to get it open here in the video. Uh, that is the USB port. Now, that's going to serve two purposes. One, actually say three purposes. One, if you're going to plug it into your computer and pull your videos that you've recorded off, or while you've got it plugged into your video, uh, into your video, into your computer, and you want to do a uh, firmware update, if there's one available, you could do that uh, again that way. And then also you can run an external USB battery pack. Now to be very clear, you don't need anything special. Just any normal USB battery pack that you can pick up that would charge a cell phone or an iPad or something like that will run this scope. So Hans was talking about you guys up north uh, in very, very cold temperatures. You're probably going to want to pick up a USB battery pack and you can run these things for hours and hours and hours on a $20, $30, $40 battery pack. Next, right here, we've got the front objective lens focus. This does focus the lens. Uh, then we've got a rigid lens cap on it. Turning this unit around, uh, nothing on this side, just a really cool AGM logo. On the top, we've got um, the button layout. We'll talk about this a little bit more. Uh, this is your power button, and this works just like a remote control. You've got a center button, and then up, down, left, right. Uh, very, very simple to operate. Uh, again, you can see, I'm going to try to hold this as, make it as small as I can. You can see how small this unit is. I mean, fits right here in the palm of my hand. Uh, if you wanted to take this off of your scope, I mean, off of your rifle and use the scope as a handheld, absolutely mm -hmm. no reason you couldn't do that. If for some reason you really wanted to, you can take off the American Defense mount off the bottom. Uh, it's got two screws holding it in. There's nothing preventing you from doing that. Uh, some scopes you, you're not supposed to take the mount off of. This one you can. I'm going to bring something up real quick as I'm closing this up. Uh, I've had this mentioned. Um, somebody actually bought a scope from us, left this in a review, and another guy called me. If you look at the center of these screws, you will see that it's all black, and in the center... Right there where the little Allen wrench goes in, it's brown right around there. And I've had a couple people say that their screws were rusted when they got them. They're not rusted. It is some sort of a coating that is black that is put on these screws. I don't know. I don't want to use some big technical term that I don't know what it means. Some right. sort of coating, and it's just not right there around or maybe it's maybe it's coated and the rest of the screws not i don't know but it's slightly brown around there it's not rust it is on every mm -hmm. single one of these i've handled a pile of these i even have a bag of these loose screws 
and it's on every one of them. It's not Rust. So if you see that, I don't. Yeah. I just want you to be clear because somebody left a review the other day that said they loved the scope, but the screw was rusted. <laughs> so that is it. And um, Hans, let's talk a little bit about what this thing will do in the field because that's what people yeah. want to know. I mean, you've been out using it. Mm. Um, I've been using it. Tell me what you think. So I think that, uh, you know, first thing I'm going to say about this is I was really impressed with the magnification when you raise the magnification up from two to four to eight to 16, it really kept a lot of its, um, structure. And I say structure, I mean, clarity and, uh, and crispness, but I was really impressed with how it did when you zoomed up at, at what you were able to do. But as far as ID ranges and looking out there and, you know, a conservative number that we talk about quite a bit, I think that you could reasonably expect to ID an animal with this unit at four to 500 yards. I was looking at cows like just last night that were 800 yards away. Uh, and I'm not joking with you when I magnify the image, um, I could see them moving around. I could see them bobbing their heads up and down and clearly tell I could almost make out their tails swishing back and forth. So I was at 800 yards. I, I'm not going to tell you that you're going to be able to ID a coyote uh, or a deer at that, that far, but for a 1500 pound cow, yeah, it was no problem <laughs> at all. But mm -hmm. I, I say realistically four to 500 yards, that's right in line y'all with what we say with a lot of the other, uh, very comparable to some of the other 640 scopes that we talk about in, in use and review. So I, I think it's right there in line with, with a lot of the others. Yeah. I, I think four or 500 yards ID in a hog or a coyote or a deer, uh, is going to be very doable. I mean, granted, um, if we always, you know, give the caveat that it takes, you know, experience with thermal, the more experience right. you have using thermal and knowing what different animals look like, um, then, you know, the better you're going to be able to ID. Uh, also, um, you know, your conditions, you know, uh, how humid is it? How high is the dew point? Is it wet? Has it been raining all day? I mean, you know, just again, general conditions, uh, the, the terrain and, and what it's like. I mean, if, if you're out there in an 18 inch tall, you know, hay field that hadn't been cut, you got a coyote standing out there and all you can see is his head sticking up. That's probably going to be hard to tell if that's a deer laying down or a coyote. But yeah, I think in normal, what we call normal conditions, that's not perfect, right. but it's just what you're going to find on an average night. Um, I think this thing, I mean, yeah you're easily going to be able to ID that far. I don't mm -hmm. know that you're going to want to shoot that far because it's a two power scope. It's not made for that. Right. Uh, but yeah, the ID range is going to be there. You're not going to find yourself looking at a, a hog out there at three, 400 yards and, and not knowing if it's a hog and having to walk 200 yards across the field in the mud to see if it's a hog. You're going to know with some experience of what a hog looks like. You're going to know exactly what it is. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And, and, you know, like we always talk about, uh, it, it, the more you do it, the better you'll get at it. Another thing we talk about and people I struggle with, with thermal is depth perception, um, mm -hmm. and, and knowing distance. And, it, you know, this has nothing to do with this scope, but thermal in general, it really just depends on how often you hunt in a property, um, you know, if you've seen it during the day, you can reference it, but I just want to let everybody know that is a problem with really all thermals and all thermal hunters, even the experienced ones mm -hmm. has still have that issue where they go out for the first time to a property. They've only seen it at night and they think a 
armadillo is a hog. They think the hog's at 200 right. yards, but it's actually an armadillo at 30, you know, because, and I know it's hard to believe that. it. Yeah. If you've never, <laughs> if you've never thermal hunted, it's hard to understand that, but your mind can really play tricks on you, but it doesn't matter how long you've been thermal hunting. Some people just get a little bit better at it, but I just want to let you let people out there know, because it is, it is something, these ID ranges obviously are completely different. And, and the way that it's measured is purely just on Jason and I's, uh, experience using this optic and mini optics from from a long time back in a long time that we've been using them and we try to be very realistic and very conservative i mean there's Mm going to be somebody pick this thing up and they're going to go out there and say my goodness i could tell a coyote from a hog at you know 600 yards and y'all said four to five and there's going to be a guy that picks his up and he goes out there and says man i was looking at a a deer at at 300 and thought it was a coyote y'all i mean it's you know we're giving you a range so it's but we believe it's conservative and and again realistic you know Uh, the rattlers, we've already brought this up. They're, they're great scopes. The ones that have already been out there, the, the 384 standard resolution scopes, um, these are just the same scope. You will notice if you are familiar with the rattlers, uh, the, the previous models, I'm holding this up. The buttons are just a little bit different. I mean, it's the exact same thing. I mean, the power button and these other five buttons, but they are in, it's just a, I don't know like a new little rubber layout there, but it's the same thing. Uh, The menu system is very simple to get into. Uh, Again, I hate to keep saying this, but there's so many guys that have bought Rattlers. I know they're going to be wanting to upgrade some of them. Uh, Same kind of a menu system. So it really is for $39.95 or $39.99, whatever, $4,000. It's a pretty darn impressive little unit. I mean, we have not seen, like we said, a 640 in this price range. And it's, I didn't know what to expect when I first got it. I mean, I was like, I hope this is okay. This seems <laughs> really affordable uh, for 640, but man, it's, it's really nice. I think it competes uh, very well in this category. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I just, can't say enough good about it because of the, the size and the weight. I think that with the two power base mag on this unit, I really think that, you know, hog hunters are who this is aimed for. Now, if you're a predator hunter or a coyote hunter and you're hunting in areas that, you know, you're not going to be shooting two or 300 yards, 400 yards all the time, then, you know, this unit, you can make it work. I, I don't I want right. to be very clear. This unit if you're capable of judging the distance and making the shot shooting 250 or 300 yards is right. absolutely possible because it is a high resolution 640 as hans already said you zoom up and it holds its image quality well because it's that 12 micron mm-hmm. and you know you can reach out there and shoot those distances if you need to I don't think that's what this scope is necessarily designed for. I think it's designed right. for the guy who's doing a lot of shooting, you know, under 100, 125 yards, but still, and he wants that beautiful image quality when he's doing it, but you zoom up to four power. So you just yeah. double that magnification. You've still got a 320 resolution. Mm-hmm. And it's still very good. Still, I mean, a clean image, ideable. So now, taking those, you know, 
100 to 200 yard shots is no problem. And if you need to zoom up again that next time to eight power, I mean, obviously now you're losing image quality, but you could definitely, if you need to reach out there uh, for sure over that two, 250. So yeah. uh, I don't want to scare away the coyote hunters from this optic, mm-hmm. but I do think in my opinion, it's really for a hog hunter or I mean predator coyote hunter mm-hmm. that's just doing a lot of shooting under two hundred yards. Oh yeah, because you know, let's you don't want to. Yeah. Yep. Go ahead. Well, let's face it. I mean, every coyote hunter's goal is to get the coyote right in their face. It doesn't always work out exactly. that way, but that's always the goal. But I, I want to say this too, as we're talking about, you know, kind of our our, our thoughts on the scope. This is. When you look through this scope, you will know that this is a 640 resolution scope. Yep. I mean, it does have the clarity. It has, uh, you know, the, the crispness, the structure, all of it. I mean, if you own a Rattler, uh, uh, you know, thermal scope that's a 384 resolution, keep that one as a buddy scope and get this one as your main scope. But I will say this. Uh, this scope, as great as it is and as uh, revolutionary because it's bringing – 640 to another type of buyer um, this is not going to run envision trigicon or pulsars 640 out of the market i i, I will assure you that that it is it's a great scope but it's not running those companies out, out of the market in their 640 their 640 scopes yeah and i, I want to say this on that point um maybe to clarify 100 percent agree i also would say that you could still run this scope though with those and not mm-hmm. be like, I got to throw this in the trash. It's not right. like this is some yeah. totally different level. No, you no. know, I mean, it, it, it is definitely holding its own in the 640 category. But right. Hans is right. This is not a $9,500 Envision replacement. I mean, we got to be clear there. But I'll tell you this yeah. um, there, there and, are and some it And it wasn't meant to be. Yeah. And it wasn't meant to be by AGM. No, but you know, they. No, they no, no, brought no. it to, but to bring it. Sorry. That's right. That, yeah, that's exactly right. This scope is going to compete, though. And I'll tell you this. It is going to hold its own against the scopes that are in the, the this new 4,000, 45. There's some other scopes mm-hmm. coming in, some yep. more 640s that are going to be here uh, that are going to be under five, but above 45 in that $4,600 range. Uh that's going to hold its own against those. It's going to hold its own really against anything in that five to $6,000 range. Is it going to be a hundred percent as good as, or better than no. Uh, but it's going to be, it's going to hold its own. It's going to come in bringing a fight to those scopes. So it's a heck of a value. And, uh, I I am thoroughly impressed with this image. I'll, I'll say this. I got to think about this for a second. I yeah, think about always... timing. Well, I want to think about timing here. Um, one year, eighteen months. I would say I'm. I'm going to give a date here, and I don't want to be wrong. That's what I'm trying to think about. I'm going to say eighteen months ago. Eighteen months ago, I don't think that there was a six forty thermal scope on the market under. $7,500 that had better image quality than this. I would say that. I think that this scope would have held its own. Uh, th- th- but you got to think, man, the market has changed a lot in the last yeah. year yeah. with 640s. There's a lot of new scopes. This scope would, would, in my opinion, probably go toe-to-toe 
with anything that I can think of, uh, you know, a year and a half ago and, and been absolutely just as good. So, yeah, it's exciting. A lot of guys really like these scopes. And I know I've already mentioned this, but mm-hmm. I'll say it again, though, just for the size. I mean, it's just the fact that being able to use this as a handheld, if, you know, it's not on your rifle, Mm -hmm. if if you're going deer hunting or, you know, like I said, whatever, maybe you got another scope, you just want to be able to take it off and use it as a monocular. Uh, you can do it with this and and the image quality is going to be fantastic. And it's great as a monocular because it's a wide field of view. Now, one thing Hans and I will say, this is our, our caveat. I understand not everybody can afford it, but I believe if at all possible, you need to have a handheld and a thermal scope. I don't like trying to take your scope off your rifle and put it back on in the heat of the moment when you see an animal. I know there's guys that do it. There's guys that have done it for a long time, Mm -hmm. but I also get phone calls every single week from guys who say, I bought a scope. I intended to use it for both. I get out there in the field, I see a hog, I see a coyote, I try to get it back on the rifle, and the adrenaline is running, it's hard to do, yep. then I can't find them, it's, so it's not ideal. If you're going to spend $4,000 on a thermal scope, I would say, uh, you know, I would try to have a budget for a handheld in there, or even if you got to buy a less expensive scope. So just, I'd, even though I think it works well for that, I, I don't think this needs to be your your only optic that you're, you're trying to take off and on all the time, yeah. if, if at all possible. And and the money you're saving with the, uh, you know, being a sub four thousand dollar six forty scope, you can chip in a little bit more and get you a, a decent monocular. I know AGM makes sure. a lot of they make those tie pans and those are very popular uh, monoculars. And fusions coming, fusion, yeah, they're, yeah, they're going to be here in another month, month and a half. So, well, I want to do this. So we we've talked a whole lot, uh, you know, just overview of what we like about it. I I want to get to the nitty gritty here before we kind of wrap this. And I want to mention a few things that we would change if we could. You know, we, we like to do this. If you gave me the magic wand and I get to, to pick this apart, um, I want to tell you a, a couple quick things that, that I would probably um, like to see. Um, number one, it's not that big of a deal, but I know I do hear it from customers mm-hmm. a lot, is they want audio with, I mean, if, yeah. if a lot of guys are like, Hey, I don't care, but some guys are like, man, you know, if I'm getting a 640, I'd like to have audio. So it would be nice to have audio with it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Hans and I are used to running a lot of scopes over the years that don't have audio. It's actually less common, uh, to have audio than, yeah. you know, most people think everything's got to, it's actually not as common as most people think. We're used to recording the audio separately yep. with our phone and then syncing it up, you know, in video editing. I know not everybody's going to do that, but I'd like to have that. Um, I would like to have a little more control of the image. Uh, when I get into the menu, you can change the brightness. You can tra- change the contrast. Each one of those steps is a big step, in my mm-hmm. opinion. You know, you go yeah. like one through four or five, whatever. And I just feel like it's like every step is, is pretty big. Yeah. And, and I know what you mean so because it's I like, I think there's like five steps and it's like one is on the brightness. One step is like too dim, but the next jump up is like kind of a little bit too bright. So you'd almost right. like it, want a, a little in between. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big step, but yeah, not huge. It is. I mean, my, no, it's not a big deal, but, but that's, I mean, I'm just, I'm trying to nitpick here. What, what I don't like. I mean, I think, um, 
I can't think of anything else. I mean, you got any other complaints? No, I mean, to- just on the side end process, uh, something really quick, and this is way into how the sausage is made. <laughs> but when you <laughs> when you go to side it in, I, I will say this: I got it sided in very quick and easy. Um, the last two shots that I took when I sided in were touching each other at fifty yards, so I was super pumped about that. Uh, but I will say that whenever you go, and if you haven't never used a thermal scope before or sighted one in, this will probably mean nothing to you. But whenever I went go to go move the reticle over to my point of impact, I couldn't magnify the image. So what I would have to do is magnify the image. Cause I always, when I take a shot to sight in, I always do full max magnification on there. So I took a shot fully max, uh, magnified at 16 power, took a shot but then to go into the menu to move the reticle to the point of impact, it doesn't allow you to use any magnification. So it's kind of more of a, a little bit more methodical step uh, to get that fine tune side in. Like I said, not a huge deal. It didn't, it didn't um, overall affect my side in process because it still ended perfectly. Uh, but just something you're going to have to get used to. Like I said, not a huge deal. Really, uh, it's as not far the as, only scope that way either. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot. Yeah, there's others too that we've we've talked about and reviewed that do the same thing. Seems to be kind of common. Um, other than that, dislikes. You know, I really. Um, I guess it could have more reticle choices and more reticle or uh, 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 color palettes. But since I really don't wow. use that many color palettes, I really don't care. Yeah, <laughs> I use two I color palettes, so it's not a huge deal to me. But um, maybe some more reticle choices. There's there's not a ton, but other than that, um, it's about all yeah, the dislikes. I, I agree. I think that the positives are huge. The mm-hmm. negatives are minor. I mean, you right. know, we always try to find what, what the negatives are or, or what we would like to see improved because so far nobody's made the perfect thermal scope. Um, when they do, we'll probably be done and never have to review another <laughs> scope. But uh, no, there's, there's always room for improvement. But I think, you know, that the big things that I like, um, I, I like this button layout. I can't say enough good about that. Mm-hmm. It's very intuitive. Um, I always say it's just like a remote control. I mean, it, you know, this is your center select and then up, down, left, right. Very, very logical. Separate power button. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, this is a big thing on the Rattlers. Never seen a thermal scope like this before the AGM Rattlers. And that is this battery compartment door that holds the two CR123As. I'm going to open this. I will not probably get it easily closed back <laughs> on here. And here's why. And that's the best that's part. That's good. That's a good, it yeah, that's is a good thing. hinged. Yeah. So, so normally, most of these battery doors are connected with a little string, and you yeah. just mash down, and it locks the batteries. Well, this is awesome. You don't right. have to worry about that door, you know, popping out or anything so it's hinged so what you've got i'm trying to show this is you've got leverage and yeah. you've got to this is not showing up well i guarantee well, and it, you that, gotta that hold battery this door, thing down yeah that battery door you knew when you use the leverage to get those batteries in and put that door down yep. at you tighten that screw down and those batteries aren't going anywhere. And you say, no. well, why is that a big deal? You, when you shoot, there's a lot of recoil and force put on that there's scope. You don't want those batteries shift in at all because it could turn your battery. Your, no. It could make and your so this scope is a big shut deal. off. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's yeah. a big deal. And I don't know if you just saw it. I mean, I know it, the video is really hard for this, but I just, it's got a thumb screw. So you basically, you know, really press down, start tightening down that thumb screw. I know you can't see it. But anyway, I love the battery door. It seems mm-hmm. like a minor detail. We've been using scopes with CR1238 batteries for years. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the battery compartment doors will pop open or you think you've got them closed good and you don't. That's a brilliant design. And, you know, we've already mentioned yeah. American Defense mount on the bottom. Uh, that's a big deal. Uh, it's an added value is what it yeah. is. Um, you know, focusable objective lens, small housing. I mean, I'm, there's just way, way more to yeah. like. The likes are definitely, for me, are going to be the picture quality, the price point, $39.95. Unbelievable. Uh, feel like uh, we've kind of accomplished something, and you and I did nothing at all except uh, showing yeah. people a, th- a sub-$4,000 thermal scope. But, no, you know, I, the size... I, Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. I was just going to say two things. It's something we we, say. No, no, it's it's brilliant. (laughs) I promise you, it's going to change the world. No, I did want to bring this up, and I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I don't even know if you said it here in the specs. I don't know. It does have a three-year standard warranty, and that warranty is basically a bumper-to-bumper warranty. Anything goes Mm -hmm. wrong with the scope that you didn't intentionally cause, or or say intentionally, accidentally, can't run over it with your truck. Obviously, it's a normal warranty. Something goes wrong. Uh, in the process of you using it, they will warranty it. And AGM has good customer service, okay? Mm-hmm. They have they have taken care of all of our customers that had any kind of issue, uh, very attentive to that. And uh, I mean, we've been really impressed with their customer service over the last you know mm-hmm. year. So I yeah. would definitely say um, good people to deal with and, uh, you know, Again, three-year warranty. So I'm three-year warranty. No, yeah, three-year warranty. Good company, like you said. Um, this is not. Uh, I don't want this. This is not a small company with a couple of guys in a back room that are pumping out scopes and and answering Correct. a phone. You know, this is a a well-oiled machine company that has been doing this for a long time. The name might sound new to you, but these these folks over there know what they've doing. Been know what they're doing. They've been doing it for a long time. So again, recapping the likes, price is going to be it. Uh, the the quality, the picture image, uh, and the size for me is always going to be that. So uh, if you are interested in purchasing the AGM Rattler TS35 640, this is the two power unit, uh, you can do so at OutdoorLegacyGear.com. Uh, you can find it on, uh, or you can call me or Jason uh, and talk about this scope if you're interested in buying 877-350-1818. People have been taking me up on that invitation to call uh, and talk to me about or you about these scopes and, and or any other scope and I love it. I love talking about them and love talking to all you folks out there that listen to the show. Uh, if you want to find more information about the Late Night Vision Show, you can do so on the LateNightVisionShow.com. You can find all of our past episodes, all 179 of them on, on our website. You can find uh, us on YouTube at the Late Night Vision Show on Instagram, on uh, on Facebook, all at the Late Night Vision Show. If you are, if you uh, so happen to be on one of those sites uh, and you're on Facebook or or on Instagram, give us our post some likes. If you're on iTunes, give us a five gold stars or whatever it is and subscribe on YouTube. We'd really appreciate five it. <laughs> I don't know what it is. <laughs> Who knows? I have no clue. I love it. I love it. No, no clue. Exactly. Uh, on, on, uh, uh, for outdoor legacy, you can always find us outdoorlegacygear.com. You can find us on Facebook, on Instagram, on YouTube as well. And me, you can find me on Instagram, not on Facebook, 
too much stuff that I don't have time for going on over there. It uh, seems like from what Jason says, there are lots of, lots of arguments about a range of different topics, but uh, oh, yeah, I just hang out where the pictures are. That's <laughs> on Instagram. Yeah. And on YouTube. So Hans ETX on YouTube. I've got a bunch of reviews, bunch of hunting videos about to pump out another review video this week. And uh, please give me a, a sub over there as well. All right, folks, listen, we've got more reviews coming. I already know of multiple optics uh, that we're getting ready to review. Uh, I mean, a bunch of stuff, and I'm trying to figure out how we're going to work it all in. We've also got yeah. some interviews planned. Right. I'm going to tell you something else, too. There's going to be some breaking news uh, coming on this show. So uh, don't just always expect Thursdays to be the only day. Uh, mm-hmm. We expect some more breaking news uh, possibly uh, very, very soon. And uh, so anyway, stick around to this show. You can always, again, find mm-hmm. us um, on the podcast app or YouTube by searching the Late Night Vision Show, and you will find us there. Uh, can't wait to do the review of the AGM Rattler TS50 640. Hans and I are already using that optic as well. Uh, that will be a separate review uh, we hope to do in the coming weeks. But again, like Hans said, if you got questions about any of these scopes between uh, you know now and before we review them, you know, definitely go ahead and give us a call. We will be glad to help you and answer any questions that we can. And if you're ready to purchase one, we would love to have your business. We hope to see y'all again next week. So between now and then, y'all stay safe in the fields and keep making those bacon pancakes. <laughs>